eye to eye. Well, in point of fact, we've hardly ever seen eye to eye. But tonight she was smiling at the children's antics. Good evening, Mr. Dresden, she murmured. Charity, I replied amiably. This happen a lot? Almost always, during the first real snowfall of the year, she said. Generally, though, it's closer to Christmas than Halloween. I watched the children romping. Though Molly was growing quickly in a number of senses, she reverted to childhood easily enough here, and it did me good to see it. I sensed Charity's unusually intense regard and glanced at her, lifting an eyebrow in question. You never had a snowball fight with family, she said quietly, did you? I shook my head and turned my attention back to the kids. No family to have the fight with, I said. Sometimes the kids would try at school, but the teachers wouldn't let it happen. And a lot of times, the other kids did it to be mean instead of to have fun. That changes things. Charity nodded and also looked back at the kids. My daughter, how is her training progressing? Well, I think, I said. Her talents don't lie anywhere close to the same area as mine do, and she's never going to be much of a combat wizard. Charity frowned. Why do you say that? Do you think she isn't strong enough? Strength has nothing to do with it but her greatest talents make her unsuited for it in some ways. I don't understand. Well, she's good with subtle things, delicate things. Her ability at handling fine, sensitive magic is outstanding and increasing all the time. But that same sensitivity means that she has problems handling the psychic stresses of real combat. It also makes the gross physical stuff a real challenge for her. Like stopping snowballs, Charity asked. Snowballs are good practice, I said. Nothing gets hurt but her pride. Charity nodded, frowning. But you didn't learn with snowballs, did you? The memory of my first shielding lesson under Justin Dumorn wasn't a particularly sentimental one. Baseballs? Merciful God, Charity said, shaking her head. How old were you? Thirteen. I shrugged a shoulder. Pain's a good motivator. I learned fast. But you aren't trying to teach my daughter the same way, Charity said. There's no rush, I said. The noise from the children stopped, dropping to furtive whispers, and I winked at Charity. She glanced from the children to me, amusement evident in her face. Not five seconds later, Molly shouted, No! And multiple snowballs came zipping toward me. I lifted my left hand, focused my will, my magic, and drew it into the shape of a broad, flat disc in front of me. It wasn't a good enough shield to stop bullets or even well-thrown baseballs, but for snowballs, it was just fine. They shattered to powder on my shield, revealing it in little flashes of pale blue light as a circular plane of force centered on the outspread fingers of my extended left hand. The children laughed as they cried out their disapproval, and I shouted, Ha! and lifted a triumphant fist. Then Charity, standing behind me, dumped a double handful of snow down the neck of my coat. I yelped as the cold ate my spinal cord, jumped up out of my tracks, and danced around trying to shake the snow out from under my clothes. The children cheered their mother on and began flinging snowballs at more or less random targets, and in all the excitement and frivolity, I didn't realize that we were under attack until the lights went out. The entire block plunged into darkness, the floodlights illuminating the carpenter's backyard. House lights in every nearby home and street lights were all abruptly extinguished. Eerie, ambient wear light reflected from the snow. Shadows suddenly yawned where there had been none before, and the scent of something midway between a skunk and a barrel of rotting eggs 
assaulted my nostrils. I yanked my blasting rod out of its holder on the inside of my coat and said to Charity, Get them inside. Emergency, Charity said in a far calmer voice than I had managed. Everyone into the safe room, just like in practice. The children had just begun to move when three creatures I had never seen before came bounding through the snow. Time slowed as the adrenaline hit my system, and it felt like I had half an hour to study them. They weren't terribly tall, maybe five foot six, but they were layered with white fur and muscle. Each had a head that was almost goat-like, but the horns atop them curled around to the front like a bull's, rather than arching back. Their legs were reverse-jointed and ended in hooves, and they moved in a series of single-legged leaps more than running. They got better air than a Chicago bull, too, which meant I was dealing with something with supernatural strength. Though thinking